Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, it's not a great day for the sport, unfortunately. But here's my take on the deplorable state of our once great game. The soul has been ripped out of our game. It's not World Rugby's game. They are only the custodians, and they are absolutely doing a shit job as far as I'm concerned. And this is entirely down to World Rugby, and some people may be surprised when I say, and coaches. Mm. I mean, World Rugby have allowed certain coaches to dictate to them how the game should be played instead of enforcing their own laws. And, you know, if you want to look up in the law book, uh, Law 15 is a perfect example of one that they totally... Uh, ignore. And unfortunately, and I predicted this well, in the last year, referees are now the centre of attention, along with the GMOs. Now, I don't call them TMOs any longer. They're called gotcha match officials <laughs> because because that's what they seem to be more concerned with. And I think World Rugby are in danger of creating a perfect environment for a Packer-style takeover like uh, Kerry Packer did with cricket. And this could be in the form of CBC, who have their fingers all over multiple layers of the pro game. Uh, so, yeah, mate, that's, so that's the opening statement. It's amazing that that winning papers over a number of cracks. And had Richie Moonga got the conversion, had Geordie Barrett kicked the goal, had Aaron Smith's tribe been allowed, and had we won the Rugby World Cup, I think a lot of the conversations we're having in New Zealand today probably wouldn't have happened. So in a kind of a weird way, um, it might be a good thing because you know, we have to be a bit like, was it Twisted Sister that sung the song, We're Not Going to Take It Anymore? Um, yep. Something's got to change, David. Well, it has. Um, and, uh, you know, and I can't change it. I don't have any power. Mm. Um, but this isn't about the result of yesterday's game. Because, I mean, let's face it, South Africa were on the receiving end as well, yeah. you know. Um, uh, and, and the fact that, uh, that Khaleesi wasn't uh, red carded um, shows not, not I'm not having a go at Khaleesi um, or Kane. I mean, you know, they most likely, given that the interpretations that we see, they should both have been red carded. But because um, Khaleesi wasn't, then and and it was inconsistent application of um, of what they now deem to be acceptable. Then we had this result. So it's not about mud. I haven't got sour grapes. I thought the All Blacks did wonderfully well um, to 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 contain um, South Africa to a one point win. Um, and uh, you know, good on South Africa for winning it. They can only play what they can play against, and they played against fourteen men for most of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, and no, it's not about that, mate. It's about the state of the game. And as I said right at the outset, um, the soul has been ripped out of our game, unfortunately. I'm with you because I know Wayne Barnes has copped a lot of criticism. And, and I said to, a, to an earlier guest that um, Wayne Barnes and the TMO have been given a toolbox to, to build a rugby game. And the, tool, yep. the tools are all wrong. But will world rugby move because I fear if they don't they're going to lose the game if they haven't already well you're right but let me let me just make some a couple of other points that people that you've had on already may not have made world rugby is only concerned with money that is their only concern they're not concerned about the fans and I mean you take for example their attitude to this new elite sevens competition right mm. 
they came out, they came out when they announced Elite Sevens and said it'll be the catalyst for all the millions attending and watching to race out and participate. Well, mate, my experience of Sevens is that 90% of the people who attend can't remember a bloody thing about the tournament the next day. I mean, this is the sort of drivel you get when marketing and financial people take over the running of the game. And then, and then they come out and they say, oh, well, now we've got a new competition called the Elite Fifteens and there's going to be only 12 teams playing in it. And that's just a, that's just a, a money play. Nothing else but a money play. So... Uh, and then they and then they say, and the Rugby World Cup's going to 24 teams. Now the now the elite 12, they'll be playing each other. They'll get stronger. The the other nations who are making up another 12 team competition will never play against the elites. And so when you get to Rugby World Cup in Australia, there are going to be bigger blowouts than there are already. And that's just a money. That's just a money. There's two. There's two things actually. That is a money play with 24 teams, more games, blah, blah, blah. But it's also to try and ensure that America, going into 1931, has actually played in a Rugby World Cup prior to them hosting it because they will be in the Rugby World Cup um, 2031 because they're hosting it, right? And, and that, that's all about money. It's not about the fans, you know? Can I, can I just make an, another quick point? Certainly. Um, I'm reminded of what Tottenham, I've been a Tottenham supporter since I was born, right? Um, and we're doing well at the moment. I'm reminded of what Tottenham's great manager, Bill Nicholson, famously said. We must always consider our supporters, for without them, there would be no professional football. It would be better to have more fans watching football the way they like it played, rather than have a few fans watching football the way we would like it played. And I'm like that. That that is that was most likely said in around about the the early '60s when he took Spurs to the first double. And 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 you know what? There is a guy that got it, mm. but these these blokes in world rugby don't get that. Mm. And 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 just to finish on that point, world rugby's got to be made to understand that rugby is fighting for time, right? Yeah. It's no longer about whether rugby is a is a, an, a sport that's based around entertainment, and hardly any of them get that anyway. And if they did, they wouldn't dish up, They wouldn't ensure they dish up rubbish like we got yesterday. You know, people these days value their time, especially Gen Z. Mate, the future of rugby is not about me and it's not about you, right? It's about the Gen Zers or Gen Z or whatever they call them. And if you don't give them value for their time, they will quickly switch to something else. Mm. And nobody, nobody's talking about this. Nobody is understanding that rugby is fighting for, for time, my time, your time, everybody's time. And, and when, they, when we see that stuff, we say, nah. No, I'll watch rugby league, or I'll watch AFL, or watch something else. I'll watch football. Hmm. Last thing, last thing, uh, David Moffat with us. Um, rugby and you, rugby and you. You were boyfriend and girlfriend for a while. You got married. You had a good relationship, and um, then you split semi amicably. But rugby's now your ex-wife. Uh, where is your relationship with rugby now and in the future? Uh, well, I've got a, um, something that I've been working on, you know, for, for five years, which is called Elevens Rugby. Um, and um, I've been, had great help from guys like Brian Ashton, 
uh, and and actually, you know, Robbie Dean's, you know, when I mean, I've got other people that are a fan of it. Eddie Jones, not the favourite person in the world, but um, Shag also, they really like it. Um, so I'm I'm going to continue working on that. But the rest of rugby, I'm gone. You know, I I, I cannot. I just cannot be bothered anymore. And I think I speak for a lot of other people that I talk to. They just can't be bothered. And the way that World Rugby wants to take this game, because because it's not, you know, all they do is focus on that little bit of, at the top, the professional game, mm. right? And And we're seeing the professional game is in real trouble right around the world. Their, their, their way of fixing this is to put on more tournaments, you know, try and get more of yours and my disposable income to prop it up. Because without a fan, you haven't got a sport and you certainly haven't got a professional sport because it's the fans that actually keep it going. Whether they're buying merchandise, whether they're buying subscriptions on television, streaming, you know, you name it, wherever wherever the fans actually touch this game and invest their money in it, that's the only thing that keeps a professional game going. David Moffat, I appreciate you chatting to us today. And, um, you know, thanks for over the years for your passion and your forthrightness and, and your honesty around a game that we want to love, but they, it keeps cheating on us, doesn't it? Well, it does, and um, you know this will be the very last interview that I do about rugby. And I, and I know that you know, and I appreciate the fact that you guys come to me because you know you'll get a straightforward and and honest answer. Um, but I'm, I can't be bothered anymore, mate. And so I just wish, uh, you know, Sens and you know, and all the other people, all the very best going forward. And hopefully, some change will happen. But I'm not going to hold my breath.